genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I'm always here, with Sean Matisse. Hello. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Ayo. As a courtesy, I want to remind the listener, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read uh, the books we're going to talk about, we're going to spoil those. I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description so, skip anything that, so that you can skip anything you might need to skip. Our top story this week is uh, Batman by Neil Adams, book one by, well, Neil Adams with Bob Haney, Carrie Bates, Leo Dorfman, and Dick Giordano, Vince Coletta, and Joe Kubert. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of names. Yeah, a lot of people on I that like, book. I like that you switched the spoiler uh, announcement to listener, which is a lot more apt for the single listener that we have. <laughs> you're out you there said, somewhere we know yeah. one fan we like you in particular person person <laughs> now all 20 of them feel very special yeah yeah, there right? you go. yeah it's i'm just trying to make it a little bit more personal trying to reach out to you yes you I like to, the listener i like to whisper in your ear like love too. you <laughs> yeah i mm-hmm. try to fit it in because i know how long the intro is i gotta get it in in the intro mm-hmm. Gotta get it in. Gotta hear it. But anyway, we're we're gonna we're gonna showcase some Neil Adams to celebrate the life of Neil Adams this week. This is uh this is some old Batman stuff that he did. This is like his first run on Batman, right? I this think is from this the is 60s. like yeah, I think this is like the beginning it's, of it. Yeah, a couple issues of World's Finest and a bunch of issues of Batman the Brave, Brave and the Bold. Bold which is yep. so, can't wait till we talk about it because it's like love it. Reading this, Ooh, I'm just like, this isn't real. <laughs> well, this is, we've been talking about how the, the current run of World's Finest is so much fun and just like the antidote for the, for the venom that is brooding, dark, gritty Batman. And very similar to this Brave of the uh, World's well, Finest. Well, it's just, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just taking exactly what Neil Adams and these writers did in this run and just yeah. re- replicating it for a modern arti- audience. Yeah, World's Finest. That's one of my favorite books going right now. It's super fun. It's fucking great. Yeah, Gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so Dan Mora drawing that shit. It's fucking it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. So we'll be, we'll be getting into that. That's fun. Yeah. I should talk about that at some point. It's really good. So, so how are we? How's it going? <laughs> well, what's, what's it like out there? We're here. I had to work all day yesterday. Uh, bought another bowling ball. You know the usual. <laughs> it's funny. With I was you, making... it's just a one-track mind with you. We were all making fun of Sean last week because he's bu- buying a bowling ball from Australia, and like a day later, I saw uh, there's a drop for these skateboard wheels I want to get that are made in Australia, and I'm like, well, that came full circle very yeah, fast. That, that is karmic retribution at light speed. My bowling ball hope- cleared customs, guys. That's all I know. Well, I, hope, I hope they were all full circles. Nice. <laughs> what kind of wheels are you buying? <laughs> or balls. Yeah, they better or bowling be full balls. circles. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I bought Very another good. one, too. Love it. On eBay. It's the, it's the, it's the second episode of Full Circle, the, <laughs> I'm done. the I'm Circle done podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, today uh, on Full Circle, we talked about, a little about bit, like, circles. It's like my favorite ball. They made them for like six months. If I don't get them now, I'm not going to be able to ever get it again. Someone just needs to, to take your credit cards. Just Dude, no, like... Christine can't judge me because she's buying her feelings with plants. Oh, welcome. Welcome mm-hmm. to... Yeah. Yep. You guys uh, have a lot to talk about. Yes. 
I mean, I've been uh, stuff. Uh, now. So it started with Rachel, but now it's Rachel and Christina. We should really just do it as a one big group chat. <laughs> I think you can I make think. it. I think you can do that on Instagram. You can on Instagram, but uh, I just send them the serotonin videos that make me happy, which is just yeah, cute animal course. videos. And now I'm also going to do that with plants. That's what's also uh, Zach keeps messaging me Ninja Turtle related stuff. Yeah, no. He, he told me I that get he did Ninja that. Turtle stuff from Zach all the time. Turns out he has entire relationships with my friends that I don't even know about. Like I still haven't met Zach in person. <laughs> like he got he got mad at me because I was downtown and didn't ask him to hang out when you weren't available. <laughs> <laughs> he's just fucking down to hang, man. Because last time I saw him, he's like, "What the fuck, man? I was available." I was like, "I." Yep, I don't that's have fine. your number. I don't have your number, but also like, okay, you got, you call me. All right. That's fair. You're right. That's on <laughs> me, bro. <laughs> Just thought oh, it was funny. Man. Made me laugh. Uh, so, yeah. It's been a weird long week, man. Yeah. Really I, I'm, I'm fucking out of it. I, yeah, I got nothing. I'm going to be in a goofy mood today. And these comics definitely like didn't make, didn't help. <laughs> this was this was a fun pile of comics to yeah, read. Like th- there's there's a there's a lot of like uh, similarity. There's a lot some dissimilarity, but a lot of very similar things we're talking about this week. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely there seems to be a theme. Loud camp, loud yeah, and campy. Loud. Yeah, loud camp. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might as well just fucking get into it. We're not we're not bantering today. Yeah, so. no one cares what's happened in our week this week. You know, I said about yeah, a bowling. It's pretty much the highlight of my fucking week. Yeah, yeah we there's there's sad. only so much time we can we can uh, we can give to bowling balls, especially two weeks in a row. Yeah, you know, I hear you, bro. We got we didn't we talk got no about the ones that smell that good. Anyway, we can move past that. What? Wait, hang on. What? <laughs> I got you. Hooked you guys fucking. Nah, no, you didn't. They smell right, so. good. There's a brand, their gimmick is all their bowling balls are scented. So I have one from there and it's cotton candy. Smells, smells like cotton candy. I have another that one. Is, that how does like it red continue? Cinnamon. How does it continue to smell? I fucking find out, dude. I have one like a blueberry. Sniff? It's what? just in Spa- the material. It's, it's space age chemicals. Is it and because sp- when you like of you space tee up, you like age. put it right next to your face and you just go get a little Dude, if you keep it in your bag, sniff? I keep it in my bag, I'll open it up, and like, my whole bag smells like fucking cotton candy. It just, like, emanates off of it. Dude, I, I had, I had a, a Segway teed up, and y'all ruined it. You <laughs> y'all talked right over it. You bit. You say y'all like episode. I'm the one who brought up cotton candy bowling balls, okay? You, you <laughs> talked over the, the, the Segway. I'm I had sorry. it. I was mid-swing. <laughs> you bit. Yep. Bogey. All right, go. Well, now Good I now. quit. <laughs> All right. See you guys. <laughs> no, see you guys later. No, I'm actually just gonna. I'm just gonna edit this. I'm just gonna stick it in. I'm not. You don't win. <laughs> I almost I ended win. the Zoom call when you said you quit. I'm like, All right, see ya. <laughs> Power move. We've uh, we've tapped RJ out. We should probably move on. Well, speaking of space age chemicals, I've got uh, Superman Space Age number one by Mark Russell and Michael and Lara Allred. Sorry, uh, Michael say it Spike right. Allred yeah. and Thank Laura you. Allred. Put some respect that's, on that name. I like that he gave himself I, a nickname. I respect it. Is that? The, I, I don't know if that's the first time he's used that. That's the first I time I've no seen idea. it. I have no idea. It's the first time I've ever seen it. And you're the, like the biggest Allred yeah. fan. So I imagine if anyone would know, it would be you. So I just, That's when I, I have to it. ask myself, what did I miss that I haven't seen this? Or it's just the power move of giving yourself a nickname this late in your career. I respect it. it. Yeah. Maybe that's just actually his name. 
I would like to be referred to as Dragon from here on out. Thank you very much. Don't dead name me. Well, anyway, so so <laughs> this is uh this is I, I've been wanting a uh, an all red Superman book ever since he did a he did a the Mike Oliver did a crossover between Madman and Superman like way back in the day, and his Superman is fucking great, and I'm like. Ever since I've been wanting a dedicated Superman book from him. And, this- and then me and RJ have been wanting a Mark Russell Superman book ever since mm-hmm. he had like one panel in a Wonder Twins book and he nailed the vibe better than like most other Superman writers in the history of the fucking character. Well, also uh, his Superman analog in Second Son. Yes, that yeah. also is fucking incredible. And as always, Lara's colors are absolutely incredible. Yep. This is such a great team and such a great book for this team. Um, so th- this is, we get like, um, the story kind of time jumps back and forth. This feels kind of like um, an alternate universe version of the Justice League. And we keep jumping back and forth between like 1985 and like the 60s. Very new frontier vibes. Very new frontier vibes because we get like a whole origin story of this version of uh, the Justice League. So like Batman is kind of an arms dealer, uh, Tony Stark kind of kind of person. Um, well, he's Bruce Wayne at this point. Yeah, yeah. he's our, he becomes Batman as we read this book. It, right. It's the book is like superheroes having more of an effect on the the. Uh, 60s then or whenever then this is like if superman was forrest gump yeah that's 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 a good yeah that's uh but that's ultimately it's superman how do i help the world but it's and it's like i said it's very forrest gumpian and like oh he gumpian you like that (laughs) he's the reason for this massive event in u.s history got it okay cool well yeah so (laughs) so to get to get into it it's it's what if what if the death of JFK set off like a, a a chain reaction that ended with the Soviets attacking with nukes? And that was the point in Clark's life where he decided, okay, I have to be a hero. And, you know, stopped all the nukes. <laughs> yeah. And then the and then everyone kind of lives happily ever after almost like it, it's funny how the the Soviets and the Americans are just like all right I guess we don't have to fight each other then. But meanwhile, the U.S. is like, well, I wonder what happened to all those missiles we definitely fired off. <laughs> <laughs> they're just right. out there now, just wandering. Looking well, they're for like somewhere home. on. The, I think he he dumps them into a big crater on the moon. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I love I love this this '60s Superman with this style of art. It's fantastic. Yeah, you got a lot. This is a lot of book. It's a lot. It's also yeah. It's like almost a whole trade because we get like the whole origin story of Clark, and then we get like bits and pieces of Bruce Wayne's origin and Green Lantern, and then we kind of get Wonder Woman thrown in. So it's they kind of speed through a lot of plot in this first book, and it's it's like a hundred pages. Yeah, oh, yeah, and a lot of Lois. Like there. Lois just happened to be in Dallas when uh, JFK was assassinated, and ended up being like the Daily Planet's person in Dallas. I and like that, that she of... was on the Kooks and Cranks uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. recurring article until the JFK assassination, and then she made herself like a 
true journalist. It's great. I love it. And then and when then, Clark then, joins joins the the planet, they they put him as the new guy on on Kooks and Cranks, and that's how he, a Kryptonian, learns about you know how Earth people live. Like that's and his, accidentally like, runs into Pariah and finds out about Crisis on Infinite Earths. Just yeah. like wow, this guy's pretty crazy, huh? Also the Beatles. The Beatles. That also was a nice Beatles. little joke, yeah. Oh yeah, no, that was great because he's like, I, the guy predicted like a like an insect infestation, and then it's like, and the ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show, and it's just like yeah. that is fucking brilliant. That was really I, that was a fun touch. <laughs> but yeah, and, and like the whole thing with the nukes was like, um, Lex Luthor got the the bid to like save the world from nuclear devastation. And instead, just uses that money to blow up a coastal town and blame it on the Soviets. He blows up Coast City. Yeah, he blows up Coast City instead of Cyborg Superman. Yeah, a pretty big DC universe city is just gone now. That is the (laughs) linchpin for turning Hal into Parallax. Um, Yeah, it's also it's also very um, like like the seventy eight Superman movie where like. Like he's he's yelling at Mr. Spocker like the whole time and yeah. uh and like so his bid to the gov- government for like being the one in charge of like the nuke um, oh, yeah. reaction program was just these like I'm gonna build a giant bunker because somebody needs to survive if we have a nu- when we have nuclear fallout and they're like okay weirdo uh, but he like blackmails somebody into making sure he gets the bid. And then puts everyone into his bunker, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna repopulate the world." And they're just like, "What the fuck?" He's and he's like, just yeah, like, no, "Got I, a I button." A <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you get a lot of like yeah. little. There's so many characters because like, they put they introduce Silas Stone in here too, because he doesn't want to go along with this shit anymore, and he gets like a fucking paycheck and gets out of there. So like, you, there's a lot yeah. of pieces that they put in this fucking book. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. lot of this book. But I guess ultimately it comes to like so they can make the JLA. I guess that's the whole point of this first part of the book. But also it starts out like the bookend of the whole story is like in the eighties, I wanna say, like the the earth is ending. And it's just yeah. him him, Lois yeah. and John just kind of like accepting their fate that like they're doomed. And it's like Which that feels seems... way out of character for yeah. someone like Superman. Yeah. To just like, Which accept sure... the death yeah. of your planet. Yeah, 1985 is like when the uh, world ends. Which spoiler, it didn't. But um. although, wouldn't it have been kind of nice? I mean, maybe we're just in a simulation ever since 1985. That wouldn't surprise <laughs> me too much. Well, Reagan, that, is that Reagan when actually destroyed? Huh? That's when crisis happens, right? Oh that's, yes. Yeah. Oh, Good call. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, Pariah's in there. Come on, yeah. guys! I know! RJ's <laughs> like, come I, on, you idiots! Yeah, he, he talks about the anti-monitor. He explains Crisis on Infinite yeah, Earths. I just didn't lament- put the date together Yeah, with he's it. probably lamenting, because that's the it's anti-monitor's coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good yeah, one. I, got us. I loved this book. There's a lot. It's it's, it's a lot. It, it, it's like a whole trade, almost. And how it many is. issues is this going to be? Is this like a four-issue thing? Is this an ongoing? 47. He's got, a, he's got enough material. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's going to go through every year. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, because considering this entire... Most of this trade, like, other than a couple flashback stories, is all in, like... It's literally, like... It's, like, three months. <laughs> like, of time. Like, it's not that much time. <laughs> 
I feel like it's going to be three or four books. Like the rest I think of it's um, four yeah. sounds right. Yeah. 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 Four sounds about right. Did it say on the front if it's one of? No. It no, just says book one. Oh, it's open ended. Oh, God. <laughs> so for something completely different, uh, we're going to do some Detective Comics 1062 by Ron V, Raphael Albuquerque, and Dave Stewart. Um, yo, Batman gets spooky. Book is very creepy. <laughs> so creepy. Um, so this is Rom's first issue from what it sounds like supposed to be a relatively long run on Detective. Uh which operatic always, gothic operatic uh tenure on Batman that, is what they're that, billing it as. That that excites me. Yes, that, excites <laughs> that is exciting. Well, they deliver pretty much right off the bat. So yeah, well, it does start off uh, with an opera, if I believe, <laughs> and the and the bat, incredible, and a bat. Yeah, yeah. So we get this creepy fucking opera man bat thing going on. That I still am not sure if it's real or not, just because the whole vibe of this issue of Detective. <laughs> um, but we kind of yeah, it's like a really creepy play and then it kind of just leads into kind of batman being batman but the big the big thing he's starting to realize is like he he's trying to figure out why he's like a little bit slow because he's like timing himself trying to take down some thugs because like of course he is <laughs> um, and then like he's taking down these thugs and all of a sudden this dude's nephew pops out and he just turns into a fucking mo- literal monster and just starts beating the shit out of him like just like the yeah. green veins coming out, he's like breathing green smoke. Like he's not Swamp Thing, not Swamp not, Thing, not Swamp Thing. But it, it kind of looks like he got overdosed on venom a little bit. Like he's, he's like got, if Solomon like, Grundy did mm. venom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is not something you want. No, that's never good. Do not recommend. Uh, and we we you know he runs into Talia. Um, and Talia's like, bro, you're fucking up already. I love how she just pops in. Tells Bruce that he's fucking up on shit and it just bounces like almost all the time. It's great. That's, yeah, it's a great <laughs> character to to maintain. Also, um, I love I love Raphael Albuquerque. Um, he's fucking awesome. And when I saw when I heard he was going to be doing this book, I was like, oh, that's cool. But I don't know why. I guess all the other books I've seen him on are like very bright and colorful. And uh, props to Dave Stewart because it it is uh tonally spooky as fuck because, yeah it's spooky well, as fuck i mean yeah. I w- albuquerque made his name on american vampire oh okay I have which not is read funny that. because scott snyder mm. like you know did a maybe the creepiest detective run yeah yeah so that's true yeah know, no i i have actually not read american vampire i've read a lot of other more like modern stuff with him like he did some mark millar book and he did a couple other things that were like really good and i love his art but i've only ever seen it in like a bright and like we've uh, yeah we've got to talk about american vampire on here. we it should yes so- absolutely all right we'll add it to the list yeah definitely the art and colors and tone are very creepy and this is a very like methodical batman bruce wayne which is like something we we talked about this a little bit we haven't seen that in a little while i want him he's- to do detective things that's all i ever want he- and he's kind of doing that. He's trying to basically figure out what the fuck is wrong with them. Um, but I love that conversation with Dick. Yeah, Dick's yeah. like, you're just getting old, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, nothing's coming up wrong. You're just a little bit slow. And Dick's like, well, I ever thought about getting your old. And Drew's like, no. No, I have not considered Absolutely that. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Go fuck yourself. Entropy is for losers. Yeah. <laughs> Dick, I've been doing this for 80 years. Yeah. It hasn't um, happened been, yet. I have been 35 for 80 years. I need you to back the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, 
he has this weird <laughs> haunting dream with what appears to be a a bat man or a man bat a man almost a man it's, bat if you will yeah well, that's like haunting we find him. out who he is the man bat no no the batman <laughs> no um i love that blue and red uh color palette in this uh in this nightmare scene i've been seeing a lot of that lately yeah it looks really in cool. comics with like real stark blue and red contrast sean yeah, I mean, you do the, know you do know who this is right uh barbados he read he read the Bar- morrison run yeah barbatos yeah yeah i i it's barbatos it's barbat click it clicked my brain a Barbato. little bit it's just it's been a while since i read the morrison run. the serial barbatos yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's just we're already getting we're getting spooky um, other uh, like secret society villains that are invading Gotham and just rolling in saying, you know, this is my mm. territory now and just like killing everybody. So pretty great. Pretty standard Gotham shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a really good backup story by Cy Spurrier and Danny. So that's fucking cool. Yeah. Continuing um, their um, their stuff from Arkham City, right? Yeah, Pretty, that and yeah, also like it's it's right, almost yeah. like a, a sequel to the Joker book because it's uh, um, Gordon returning back to Gotham after all that mm. shenanigans. Yeah, it's all it's all tied together. Yeah, they're doing a really good job of actually like making continuity work. I'm telling like, you, I like <laughs> you got these new people on here, and I think you're just getting like more. Um, you're they're definitely talking to each other in this bat bullpen. Like they're all kind of linking up. Bat like, like yeah, like because like I said, the Batman <laughs> chip the bat stuff house. and the stuff in um, Catwoman, like the bat, bat. It was really cool. Like I think two weeks last week or two weeks ago, they had like bat Batman and the Catwoman issue came out. Batman like called Catwoman and Batman, you get half of it, and then Catwoman, you got the other half. Mm. Oh, that's so awesome! Kind of, yeah, it was really cool. So they're definitely vibing, <laughs> and oh, Rom seems cool to be kind idea. of joining in the uh, joining in the fun a little bit by. And also with the backups by um, by uh, Cy Spurrier, yeah, um, doing the Gordon stuff. So it's really cool. Uh, I I really like this from the jump. I think we're getting a more detective-y type Bruce detective but like, comic, but still, with, but still with like some that lighter side because like that whole like RJ mentioned his interaction with Dick is hilarious. Like it's such it's really yeah. it's very father son. It's really cool. Um, but it's also like, yeah, it's fucking creepy. Like from the jump, we're just I love the gothic, gothic vibes. It's yeah. so good. It's a and good the, angle yeah, for Batman. Nails that atmosphere. Yeah, I like him having to unravel mysteries that he can't solve right away by just like looking some shit up on the computer. Like, give him a fucking <laughs> challenge. And I, you know, what I, I really mean? like uh, I really <laughs> like um, Rom's like Batman, like his uh, the inner dialogue when he's uh fighting the person yeah and yeah it's good it, it's very methodical character yeah very methodical which always i feel like is what he is built on like that's his whole deal like he's plans for everything so everything's very planned he can improvise but he's still very very methodical and analytical while he's fighting giant goo demons mm, <laughs> But no, I'm excited. I'm I'm hoping that they actually get a nice big long run on Detective because I feel like yes, writers like Rom, if you give them 
30, 40 issues, you're going to get something that's great. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the, this team so far. So buckle in more Batman guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Y'all motherfuckers ready? No, but here we are. <laughs> Too bad I'm going. Um, I like that my right. pick is next. Your pick <laughs> is we next? should have done all the superheroes and then that's fine. I just think it's funny. It is funny to just just talking about throw- all the iconic superheroes. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, maybe this yeah, is the got, next iconic superhero. You got your Batman, your Superman, <laughs> your Ant-Man, and also Black, Black Flamingo. Flamingo. <laughs> uh, so this is Sins of the Black Flamingo uh, by Andrew Wheeler, Travis Moore, and Tamara Bonvillain. Uh, we're talking about number two here today, but uh, I'm going to give you a little rundown on number one because I love it, and it happened while we were on vacation. So... Sins of the Black Flamingo features a black flamingo gentleman thief, uh, and their introduction in this book is perfect uh, from the first issue. I'm just going to read it all off. Uh, Black flamingo gentleman thief. Gender is a construct and all property is theft. I rob from the rich because the poor have nothing worth taking. I steal magic artifacts from idiots and delentants, and I put them where they belong, and I look good doing it. It's fucking... Gay Indiana Jones meets gayer Constantine, and I am fucking here for it. This fucking has incredible. Casey written all over it. Yeah, this oh book my god, was made for Casey. Evidently, Casey wrote this book by accident. <laughs> Evidently, through chaos while, magic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I manifested it through through gay shit and stealing shit. Um, but <laughs> no, th- so. Yeah, this happened while I was on vacation in Florida, and evidently every single person that asked about it, uh, my coworker Brian was just like, Casey would tell you to buy it. You should buy it. Casey's going to yell at you about it. You should buy it. So, uh, yeah, basically. (laughs) Casey's going to scream in your face about this book the next time she sees you, so get ready. (laughs) I was literally just like putting this in people's files that didn't ask for it, and I'm just like, no, you need one, and you need one, (laughs) and... Um, that's and, why I miss having you up here in the suburbs because I never, yeah. I never get you never those get surprises. Presents. Yeah, <laughs> surprises that you have to then pay for. Um, right. I mean, whatever. Exactly. But yeah, so this first issue it starts out with uh, they're hired for a job to um, track down this like family heirloom that was stolen by Nazis because the ancestors of this couple, um, he was a gay man um in the uh uh i forget which which concentration camp but but yeah he was incarcerated by the by the nazis and then when the allies came to rescue them uh the gay people were not liberated because that was still a crime in all the countries where the allies were from uh which is great love it uh, love living here everything is great um i just but- <laughs> just can't that like Oh my god, it's so horrifying. Not you. You're you no, you're actually bad. You stay. Uh uh the Jews are fine. You're still you're still a criminal. We, yeah. we still hate you. Yeah, we still yeah, hate you. Get, get back in there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Come um on. but it turns out this family heirloom was um this this uh imprisoned, I believe he was a rabbi, but he was like deeply mystic and he imp- he put his partner's soul into uh this like little rock and then turns out it's like the on switch for a fu- like a real fucking golem. So, <laughs> so there's a golem walking around now, and Black Flamingo is the one yeah, who saved a big, him. Just a big gay golem walking around. It's fucking awesome. Just <laughs> and he's just golem. such a himbo. He has no idea how to exist because like, he's like, like think about he's made it, of clay. 
Well, that and his the soul of the person, right? That it is. He's from the 1940s. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, no, two, he, it's, it's total, the 2020s. Total like, fish he out of water. Yeah. <laughs> if you read The Waking Hours that we talked about on here, this book is perfect for you. Oh, yeah. It's exactly <laughs> the same. this book feels like The Waking Hours so much. Yeah. But it's but it's like a harder edge because it's about yeah, stealing yeah. from Nazis specifically. At least that issue was. <laughs> uh, no, the second one kind of is too. But um, all right, so that's the the first first uh bit of uh, uh that he gets into the first heist that he gets into and then, shenanigans, if you will, shenanigans. And then while stealing this from a, it's an American Heritage Museum, which is code for Nazi, and in the basement <laughs> is actual Nazi shit. And uh, that's where he finds the, the, the piece of the golem, but he also finds blueprints for this, like, like uh, collar that is supposed to detain, like, demons and shit. So he's like, this is way too dangerous to, for the, these idiots to have it, so I'm just going to take this, too. Um, manages to track it down to a Nazi's mansion in Miami, because, of course, that's where the Nazi lives, and uh, uncovers... A literal angel that is being imprisoned by this Nazi. That's how the end of the issue ends. Um, so issue two, uh, that's that's just the ketchup, baby. Uh, issue two is <laughs> is a uh, uh, black flamingo whisking away this gorgeous angel who's like dying because he like rescues him this from angel this like. Himbo. Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't really heard anything from him yet, except like, please go away they're gonna kill you is basically the only thing he says in here because he's like they're gonna you know um but yeah there's like some really cool shit where it's like in that constantine way he's like uh i don't pray god isn't listening god isn't here there are is no god there's no heaven no angels which leaves me wondering what the fuck is this um like magic exists but god obviously doesn't is kind of the whole thing but i love this because they escape on like a um a speedboat and immediately go to a uh, circuit party, uh, which is angel themed, which is incredible. Oh, that's because of course it is. Right in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and there's just this page where he he just starts running into um, <laughs> people. People he's uh, either fucked or been in a relationship no, with. Uh, it they can't all be exes that I've ghosted or wackos uh, on t- on grinder that I that I avoided. Uh, or or guys that I freaked out during an exorcism, or old friends I stole from, or exes who ghosted me, or ghosts I ghosted. <laughs> that guy's actually a ghost, isn't he? Yeah, he's a real fucking yes. ghost. Yeah, he ghosted a ghost. Um, <laughs> he's also got one of those like gimp dog masks on, which is yep. It's a, that tells a yeah. whole story right there. That's all. But thing. yeah, then while they're in this party, the golem shows up. He's like, I know that face. You're the guy who woke me up. Hi. And he's like, you have been alive for 45 minutes. How did you find a gay circuit party? What is happening? <laughs> this is Gumby 40 years later. Yeah, oh, my God. Time. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, he gets Yeah, man, and no one invites me by... to anything. Fuck that. <laughs> well, you got to hang out with cool people, you know? That's... that's um, but yeah, so he gets cool apprehended goals. by the, the goons of the Nazis. The golem saves them, and then he decides to hit up... Uh, this guy's name is, like, Mr. Scar, which is such a good Nazi villain name. So he hits up Mr. Scar and says, uh, Look, 
I'll give you what you want, but I'm going to get to take a finder's fee. You're going to pay me a hundred grand and meet me at Wild Island, which is an abandoned zoo in South Florida that got taken back by the witches because it like used to be a place that witches <laughs> gather. And then after a, after a hurricane hit it, it, the witches took it back. So it's a haunted witchy zoo in Florida with attack alligators and attack snakes and what's the other see, thing that oh parrots um, yeah, this book also all takes place in florida this is what i said this book i'm not saying this book is good but it's not for me it's for it casey is for me exactly that's what i <laughs> witchy attack alligators someone someone took the the head key from lock and key and took this out of casey's skull yeah and just made a fucking comic copyright yeah. struck it fucking incredible yeah so basically he yeah, makes a deal too. with these with these like witch mothers uh these like w- witch spirits and you have to like have a blood sacrifice in order to like enter the land but the goons following him don't know that so they all get mauled by alligators and parrots and snake um <laughs> fucking great but then uh mr scar shows up and he does know the drill oh but before mr scar shows up there are uh, a bunch of flamingos and it's really cute because he does the like they do look fabulous standing on one leg and he like pulls his phone out of his sock. With, so he's like doing a flamingo pose. Love it. Um, but yeah, the Mr. Scar shows up. He knows that it's uh, that he's got to spill blood to get there. So he's fine. So he's clearly has a literal angel in his dungeon. So he knows which he should. Well, he says and, specifically um, that local curses don't work on him. So yeah. something else is going on with that dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he shoots Black Flamingo in the forehead. Yeah, he real dead. He real dead. For now. For he's now. wearing like a he's wearing like a original Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn. Pretty much, uh-huh. yeah. Daddy's, yeah, little, daddy's monster little monster. Sh- Incredible. Prop top, top so with, with booty shorts. It's yep, like it's great. So I like how the good. preview for the next issue is just you died, bitch. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> I did like that. You died, uh, bitch. Like I can just I can I see it, I hear it, and I'm excited for it. Yep, yeah, this book was made for you, man. Like, yeah, no, it's it's just it's just it's gay Indiana Jones meets gayer Constantine in Florida, and like, what the fuck, man? Just yeah, someone's been reading Casey's diary. Yeah, I also do want to point out that it's an entirely queer team as well. The writer, artist, oh, and uh, colorist are all queer, so that's pretty cool too. That tracks um, though. Yeah, exactly. It's for, also for why it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> it is. It is fabulous in every definition of that word. And it's yeah, it's, it's, it's our it's our girl Tamra, and that's why it fucking glows. Like it yeah, literally dude. shines. The color, yeah. yeah. Her colors are just insane. Yeah, that that spread of the club is is great. The yeah, gayest script spread of the week for sure, and it's also gorgeous. <laughs> the uh, the art and like atmosphere remind me of Wicked and the Vine, and then yeah, the contents remind me of uh, the Waking Hours. So yeah, it's just yep. like it's like confusing because I'm expecting. I th- I think that's maybe what's happening in my brain art. I'm expecting a different book than I'm getting because of how it looks and feels. <laughs> See, Casey Casey explained to me what the book was, and I read it. And I was like, this is exactly what Casey was. <laughs> Yeah, it's an anti-fascist, anti-capitalist, queer mysticism book. (laughs) It it, it like checks a lot of boxes. It does. Yeah, it it really. You could have got me with any one of those things, but it has all four. So yeah, it really capitalizes on all of it too. it's definitely well done. Yeah, I'm really zooming into the backgrounds and some of these party scenes and the stuff that Tamara Bonvillain does in just the empty space in the background. 
is incredible. Like in just the color work, she's adds in entire crowds of people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. We, Fucking We're talking beautiful. about killer artists like this whole this whole lineup. Yeah. All, this whole lineup is fucking yeah. all killer, no filler. Like, <laughs> it's fucking so good. All right, well, I, I could talk about this book all day. RJ, you take the wheel. Speaking of more good art, I guess <laughs> that's the, that's the best segue I got from that. <laughs> I mean, it's Tom Riley art, so you know it's amazing. Anyway, uh, Ant Man number one by Al Ewing and Tom Riley and Jordi Belair. Another great colorist that we yeah, talk man. about all the time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and another great writer. Yeah. This book, Obviously. this team is crazy, and it's on an Ant Man book, a character that we get a book what every ten years. An Ant Man book way. that I thought I was like, after reading all the other type of books like Superman and Neil Adams, I'm like, this this weirdly fits with those, and not it, what I'm one expecting from an Ant Man. It does. Book. Yeah. I have no idea. I Me I don't. I had no idea what to expect from this. Anyway, uh, so this book uh, is starts in like a very futuristic sci-fi world with narration about the uh, was the the me- it's it's Marvel, but it, there's no A there. N A V L, yeah, yeah. It's 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 so it's a robot speaking to you, and the narration is like, "Welcome to the Marvel experience." And then there's this character. His name is Ant Man, but He's not an Ant-Man we've ever seen. He's an Ant-Man yeah. from the future. And don't ask about his identity because that would spoil things and it will be revealed later to you. <laughs> yeah, um, I like how it tells you that. The like, book is telling you don't fucking worry about it. <laughs> yep. So he, he like shoots down into uh, the Marvel experience and we get like immediately transplanted to, you know, 60s. Tales like to Astonish 27. I like how they like, drew him teleporting because, like, he's like, he like jumps through this hole in the floor and then his feet land. And then, like, it just like as it pans up the hole, like, he is getting traveled back. Like, like he's getting, he's like, getting, back. he's getting like 3D printed in that space. Yeah, it's really cool. Looking. Yeah. So then, the essentially, the whole rest of the book is focusing on. Hank, the original Ant-Man, um, fighting his version of the Sinister Six called the Antagonist, which is, I mean, <laughs> Dude, that right. just oh made, made me so happy. <laughs> made me so, so happy. I love that so much. It. It's just it's, right there, and he took it, and he ran yeah. with it, and I love it. So they set up the story of like all of Ant-Man's classic villains coming together to, to fight him, and finally take him out. And the the issue is essentially just that like classic story. It, yeah. it it like just plays out the whole the whole thing and it and it reads very much like a you know, like a Tales to Astonish issue in early Ant Man. Um and it's funny because there's these side characters interacting with um Hank and Janet in a few panels and they are the other Ant Men. There's this kid throwing popcorn. Oh, yeah. They go to a movie theater and there's this kid throwing popcorn at them and it's Eric O'Grady who's the third Ant-Man. And then there, uh, there's a guy trying to rob uh, a home and it's uh, Lang. Yeah. And um, so it's very funny and like really well done. And um, 
then at the end, uh, Hank uh, ends up meeting the uh, mysterious, uh, mysterious Ant Man from the future, and he's like, "I need your help." So, uh, and then the the art switches, like the art yeah. for the future is different, and oh man, it's so good. I'm always so impressed when artists can do that within the same book almost like like just completely change the style and just it's like yeah. it feels like a completely different comic now it like does. that's so impressive to me and the the art for the for the like simulation uh part is like very like you know retro looking and very yeah. uh it's it's amazing art and it it's very cool and it's like colored and all set up like tones. that yeah, it looks yeah. like a fucking Gundam. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then the futuristic art is a lot more uh, sci-fi and modern looking, and but yeah. still very pretty. And uh, yeah, it's just a different, completely different type of like style. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it's all like vectorized and shiny. yeah, like the beginning of it. I'm like, this is a fucking '60s comic. Like it, so it has the look and feel. Like even like. We were talking about it a little bit, like it has a little bit of like that narration from old comics yeah. too. Like it yeah. really felt like an old issue of Ant Man. It was really cool. Well, we this talk- book is such a good segue into. Yeah, I think yeah, it is for sure. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, I kind of read everything all together because I, uh, you know, uh, I I read all the all the books today, uh, pretty close together. So like, it Same. really shows how much like you know Russell and Ewing, uh, care about older books and like have Mm -hmm. done their research and so i mean we talk a lot about how ewing is a genius writer and he does a lot of interesting um you know story choices you know i talked about like one issue of his defenders run which is such a fucking bizarre uh (laughs) crazy book where they went to like a jack kirby planet um and uh, uh he's like always trying to do like meta like weird you know abstract big brain stories and yeah he's like he's deconstructing the genre within a classic iteration of the genre yeah in a really clever and gorgeous way and i was like well what the fuck are you gonna do for ant-man <laughs> and it's like well it's such a cool cool premise like you have like ant-man be- you have like ant-man beyond come into like the, like a classic ant-man story and like summon uh hank like it it's it's a great celebration of like the character like really like you know uh kind of homaging uh old ant-man stories but at the same time uh you know twisting it and bringing it into something new and making it kind of heady like it's such a such a great uh, idea and like who would have thought of that like, Ant-Man books are rare to begin with let alone <laughs> something with this it, much like yeah that's such an interesting character like I feel like they you know you have the movie and stuff so like it feels like a right. bigger character than it actually is because I like, mean yeah it's crazy like Ant-Man was a founding Avenger yet he, you know, he's almost kind of been forgotten in, co- yeah. in like the comic. There's world, been three of them. It's a it's a fun prediction of what Marvel's Marvel movies are going to be like in about ten years. 
where like they just drop you in a sensory deprivation tank and then open a portal into Earth 616 and you just <laughs> yeah. get to inhabit someone's body in there for a while. Like yeah. that's we're not too far away from that, well, right? The the last Ant-Man thing <laughs> we actually talked about one other series which was the Zeb Wells miniseries, but that was about Scott oh, yeah. Lang and yeah. you know, that book was really good and really fun and like but it was just kind of like a like a lighthearted like uh well, I guess I mean, like, it it was like a really classic like superhero book, and it you know, but this is really changing the the way. This is, it's gonna be time travel fuckery. It's gonna be yeah. all over. It, Time-y-winy. It's Ewing. It's Ewing doing like his normal stuff for Ant Man, which is, I don't know. It's wild. Yeah, it's like if Ant Man was Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know exactly like, what it's like. We've already been introduced to the other Ant Man's. You know they're gonna find a way to go into them at different points in their Ant Man time to get stuff from them. Like, yeah, so you're gonna, gonna have them council all... of Ant Man's. Yeah, council of Ant Man's. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, one of them's not the maker. <laughs> only, only, only really like characters with like terrible history get to councils. Like, yeah. really. Like crappy, intelligent characters. Yeah, Reeds, <laughs> Kangs, and Rick from and Rick Hank Pims and, and Hank, Hank Pims. Yeah, that's all. That's not and good. Spider Man. There's plenty of Spider Man. Yeah, we'll be all Hank Pims. Hank, Hank. They just don't get a council though. They just kind of the spider Spider Men just they're like kind of show up and fuck around. Like they yeah, don't, they're like they don't an extended plan. chosen family. Like yeah, 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 yeah. They, they're just chaos buys. They don't have a like. Yeah, they don't have they an don't agenda. Yeah, <laughs> they're just trying to survive because everyone's trying to kill them. Yeah, probably the councils of, of other characters. <laughs> they're just in like exactly. in a casual basketball league together. You know. Also, the council of uh, autos, the oh, the, yeah, the, the yeah, superior yeah. four. Oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again. No, oh, yeah. Shithead. Fucking auto. Bro. It's 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 the smart scientists that yeah always always, always fucking shit up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta council themselves up because they think they're that fucking cool. You know what? I would, I would, I would buy tickets to a volleyball tournament of all of these teams, all of these different councils. I feel like the Spider-Man team would win. They definitely have an advantage. They've got too many fucking arms. That's got to be illegal. Yeah, but what we'll about all the octopuses? Yeah, but that's, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but that's you could you could make them leave. You you don't have to take those. <laughs> I mean, I get. I don't know. It's so good. Right. Yeah, what well, if you're if you've read Spider Man this week, you could just become friends with friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't anyway, know where, where this where this riff is gone, it's uh, it's top story time. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's talk do about it. weird fucking comics. <laughs> this is such a fun collection of just like. This is some of the goofiest shit I've ever fucking read. See, comics, comics just used to be fun. I think that's yeah, what it is. Were- yeah, we could kind of just run through like the highlights, like this first issue, which is just two absurd uh, comic ideas smashed together into one giant issue. So one being the one day of the year where Superman and Batman have a battle of the wits competition for different <laughs> prizes. Yeah. And then on the flip side, simultaneously, there is a team of villains that want to get rid of Batman and get revenge on them. And no, get revenge called, on Batman. Get revenge on Batman. Yeah. Calling themselves the Revenge Squad. And then they get spied on and joined up with a team of P- 
people from Superman's past that want revenge on Superman. So they team up to try to rig this to kill them because they want to get revenge on them. They're, they're my favorite thing in, <laughs> that we might have read in this whole trade. But because they're so ridiculous. It's so silly. My favorite thing about this is th they start out with you have these two evil gangs who are trying yeah. to work together to kill Batman and Superman. And then they both start rooting for yeah. like, their, their, their enemy. Yeah, their guy. Yeah. They, they start like... They start wanting them to win the tournament. This <laughs> is the silliest fucking shit. The, 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 like, this, this like right off the jump, like this being the first issue, immediately, immediately validated all of the Matt Fraction, Jimmy Olsen stuff because it's like, oh my god, oh, this is this oh, is yeah. just an extension of that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, but also, like, what an issue for Neil Adams to hop on, because, like, the art is just out of this fucking world awesome, It just the still, like, I'm sure the issue before this was goofy, and the art was probably fine, but, like, to switch from whatever the fuck <laughs> that was to this... It's just, like, <laughs> completely different level. Which we talked about like, this a little bit. I, like, at the end of this, I was like, what fucking year? I'm like, this has to be, like, the 80s or something. It's like, no, this is 67. Yeah, it's, like, 68 like, to 69. This art does not look like it came out. Like, it's, like, it, it looks... It looks way so newer than it is. It's literally happening in conjun conjunction yeah. with the... Uh, uh, I can't remember think of his name. Uh, Adam, Adam West. TV show? Adam West, yeah. Adam yeah, West was just, my headcanon voice for Batman when I was reading this. Of course. Like, I had to I'm read everything like, yeah. in his voice. This just felt like the art, obviously the, uh, the, the dialogue was still in the, of that era, but the art felt very modern to me. Like, I love this, the, the Superman Batman design. Yeah, I like mean, this, he kind of created this, this modern classic art style. design. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're talking great. about this book for the art. We're, I mean, we're, exactly, we're talking yeah. about this book to celebrate Neil Adams, who right. is right. just a giant in the industry but then and you get this cool this i think all of these absurd issues really i feel like he got to do a lot of really fun and interesting thing with the art like he got to draw all these crazy scenarios especially in this issue right like yeah um like just like all these action sequences with superman and batman and just like figuring all this stuff out and like kind of storyboarding all of that together it just felt like it felt really fun especially this issue at least well, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've, I mean, I, I don't think I've read, you know, a terrible amount of 60s books, but the, I feel like the lot, large portion of what I've read has been Kirby, and mm -hmm. Kirby is amazing and also a genius, but is such a different artist than Neil Adams. Absolutely. Neil Adams feels like he paved the way for a lot of other artists, like it kind of like a different set of artists that still exists today um, yeah he was like the, the beginning of the next wave but the when i think about like comic book art uh from that time period neil adams kind of shatters a lot of like a lot of like panels of characters of like full body characters kind of zoomed a little bit out in the uh you know in a panel versus neil adams where it's like really close up to like one specific character and really detailed yeah. and like interesting characters perspectives that aren't just full like head on and we yeah we no there's there's some really cool stuff like that and you also have to think about him being a contemporary with like jack kirby 
Like, this is coming out at the same time as, like, when Kirby's still on, like, Fantastic Four and shit. Right. You know? Well, and, like, and- I think that's really interesting, too, because he, he's taking this, like, modern approach while people are still just trying to bite Kirby style. Right. You know? Well, right. that's right. the other thing is everything else that I've read from this era has been Marvel, where they trained and hired people who could, could draw, like, style. Kirby yeah. and taught them. There are literal ads in the back of comic books with a picture of jack kirby and it's a like a marvel hiring artist ad that is yeah. like we'll teach you to draw like jack so right, kind of talk, talking about what you're talking about a little bit you see that a lot in the second issue in this trade those close-ups and the detail with this like alien story that they that gets concocted which again is just super silly oh, that, and i love it i love that issue yeah so this issue was great. This is probably one of my favorites because it had one of like the most like I can't believe this is real moments. But like the whole idea is there's this actor who um bring you know tricks Clark Kent to coming in to kind of reel his identity, knows he's Superman, and he reveals himself to be this alien that is just trying to escape assassination. And then another alien from the same planet reveals himself to Batman saying, oh, there's a criminal loose. And through absurdity, twists and turns, we find out it's the same guy trying to do... Um, same actor. Brother, same actor playing both of these parts because his brother figured out the secret identities um, of Superman and Batman well, and wanted to do this final play because well, they dying. got sick. Cause it, yeah, cause he's gets, dying cause and he radiation. wanted to put on the performance of a lifetime. But he, he's uh, dying also, because his brother set off some sort of weird radioactive test that like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It's just, the it gets so weirder and weirder no, the from more... The jump, from the jump, I was like, this is going to be the silliest thing I've ever read because <laughs> from the jump, we get this alien. He's telling his story and Superman's, all right, I got you. I'm going to bring you to the Fortress of Solitude. He's like, all right, hold on. Let me put you down. I have to put the key into the giant hole yeah, in the map. Yeah, yeah, the giant to unlock the he Fortress used to of Solitude. Have to open the Fortress of Solitude. It kind, it With kind a of giant key. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple things I love about this issue. Number one, is this Peter Cushing? Because. Like, oh. just from all of the roles that he played and the way they oh, draw yeah, him, maybe. it's fucking it Peter Cushing. Yeah. Number two. All right. So that the giant key is great, but Dude. Uh, so so he's. He's uh this actor, and he pulls out off the mask of this actor to reveal that he's an alien, and then at the end of the issue, pulls off pulls another off mask to reveal that he's yeah. the actor. So he was wearing a, f- a mask of himself <laughs> over an alien mask, and then his real face underneath. It's like what? that is too many. It's, 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 like, it's like that uh, that scene in Jimmy Olsen where he takes the wetsuit off and he has the tux, and then he takes the tux off and he has another wetsuit. Another wetsuit, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's th- exactly like. I mean, that. this issue was great because. It's like you hear the alien story, then you hear the other alien story, and you're like, oh, well, like, they're literally, like, you don't know who is right. Which one's lying? And and Batman and Superman get so, like, uh, so invested in their different sides that they start, like, fighting, and they, he, the aliens start recruiting supergirl and batgirl and robin and Dude. they like they make teams and then they, <laughs> they almost they almost murder batgirl because they were just like too in it and, and the <laughs> way superman got batgirl to be on his team was so silly and it was so fucking great 
He just yeah, pretended he pretended to be a to statue be... of Ulysses S. Grant that came to life. Yeah. And <laughs> he, he just like breaks out. He's like, oh, it's Superman. He's like, oh, what'd you expect? It's like, he what pretended the fuck? to yeah. be a statue in a park to co- yeah. and that... was walking around to cause a news or a news breaking news radio thing to yeah. play for Batgirl to hear it. And she's like, oh, that sounds like something Batgirl should go check out. <laughs> And then Superman's like, I needed you. I needed your help. So, so, so Batman... What'd so, you expect? Obviously not any of but, this. But what? then Batman gets Supergirl and, there, and Supergirl has to go fight uh, Superman and Superman's like, I'm sorry I have to do this and he takes Supergirl and he like fucking rolls her around and chucks her like... Yeah. It's such a ridiculous fight scene. Well, that's he after. He spins her around like a fucking helicopter and that's just after like, Supergirl hits Superman with the giant key for the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> the, giant, the giant key. The giant key is really funny because, like, the only person it's who can so lift funny. that key is Superman. Right. So, the, the so you can it's leave the key so right silly. next also, to the door. The only person who's going to be able to turn it is Superman. Also, Superman is, like, <laughs> explaining the situation to Robin, and Robin's like, I can't believe Batman would fall for that guy. That guy's yeah, I love story. how they both just Point fell Robin for and- their their respective alien story. Like, no, my well, that, guy has the, to the be. The funny right. thing is, the funny thing is that they didn't fall for it at all. They both immediately knew that this was the actor lying, and were like, "I got you, bro." Oh, and just at like, the, yeah, and they the just, end, yeah, right. At the Which end, it's revealed yeah, they were, that they're just they playing just, into it. They were just so fucking down to fucking play along with this dude's thing that they didn't bother to tell the Batgirl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it got super, out of hand when they girl. almost killed Babs. And she, <laughs> Bruce was like, this just, is out of fucking hand. <laughs> whoops, we accidentally almost killed our children because uh, we, we went too hard on the prank. <laughs> That's great. It was just like, yeah. it was just a Make-A-Wish Foundation, just like best day ever the whole time. For Peter yeah, Cushing, exactly. who's dying because of stupidity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, it looks like I said this action. It's just like so. It's the uh, the seamless, art. Oh, the art is so way good. too good for this silly of a story, and it makes yeah, it it's so, so good. It makes it makes it so much better, in my opinion. Especially because like, really, like the alien yeah. design is creepy as fuck, it's which awesome. makes it it lends a lot of credibility that I didn't even think that it was gonna be an actor inside of an <laughs> right. alien. And when you find out that he's a, honestly, when you find out that he's actually the actor all along, I was like, you know what, respect. That yeah, the dude almost <laughs> yeah. died. We, we had the, we had a, a conversation off mic about how like I it took me a while to get through this book because I I that that over narration of comics yeah. from this era just like it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. And we were talking about how that there's like a dis, a distinct period where that kind of stopped happening. And I feel like this is the be this is like right at the cusp of before that like. The reason we had all of that over narration is because we didn't have Neil Adams's around who were just incredible at visual storytelling. So we don't ha- need a dialogue box yeah. that says what we can very clearly see is yeah. happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you, you got to like learn you, how yeah. to skim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a skill. You got to watch more older about- movies, man. Yeah. That will that will cure that. Promise <laughs> you. <laughs> I like how he draws a lot of stuff like crossing over into other panels or on top of panels so they're like overlapping there's a, a lot there's it's a really cool. uh, one of the issues begins with the opening scene but it's um it's laid out in the s- inside of batman's cape and yeah. it's very cool 
Yeah, the panel placement is really fun. Yeah. And really well thought out. And it's a lot of like people's fists make the uh the like border yeah. of yeah. where the panel ends and yeah. like stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah, it kind of brings your eye. Yeah, like it's really good to keep you on track because like it's not just a square, it's not just a grid that, yeah, that yeah. He's, he's drawing. It's a lot of angles and stuff. And in this next issue, when we when we get to the dead man stuff, there's a, a page where he's like laid out on top of the panel placement, so he's like almost in like the gutter space. The yeah. uh, Brave and the Bold stuff is still goofy, but at least tries to be a little bit more serious. I just like how these Brave and the Bold issues, we got like every issue we got a different character or hero from like DC Universe. Like we got like this one, we get Dead Man, and it's like cool, we get a whole issue of Dead Man looking cool. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> what Brave and the Bold is. And yeah, I, it's I great. It. It's like Marvel Team Up. Yeah, they they yeah, did a they did a Brave and the Bold animated series for a little while that was really good. Yeah, that show fucking ruled. Yeah, yep. I love yeah. that one with Diedrich Bader as uh, as Batman. It's perfect. I'm that's, pretty that's sure he's st- he's the voice of Batman in the. Bat, Harley uh, the Quinn. Harley Quinn Harley, yeah. show he is, is yeah, he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm almost certain that's still him, and he does a that's fucking a great, great Batman. Batman. It is great. He's awesome. Like you wouldn't expect it, but then like, yeah, it really, it really works, especially for this brave and the bold Batman. Yeah, RJ, you mentioned the the first page of this Dead Man issue is like one of your favorites, and it's so, it's so fucking good. Oh, I don't it's... understand. It just doesn't fit. Like I can't. It blows my mind that the era this came out. Like, There's it these just like doesn't feel that it's, way. Yeah, it's these like. Uh, panels that are all one panel, like all stacked on top of each other, of the of like a gun being cocked and like a stranger behind a a wall, like getting ready to shoot someone. Then it the action is like it's phenomenal. It's just like this really... feels like I could see in a comic today. Like that's what the like that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm reading a a modern comic, and then just you get Batman being Batman with Dead Man. <laughs> with dead man just hopping into people and just fucking up the day like constantly there's a there's a couple times in this scenario where like someone's about to shoot batman and yeah. instead of hopping into that person dead man hops into batman yeah. which arguably is worse it's like Absolutely. yo batman's got better reflexes than you why are you slowing him down like yeah, you're you not know, yeah yo. you got shot bro you're dead also yeah, you clearly have worse reflexes like there's there's proof you died also, and then the, imagine being Batman and blacking out and then coming back to to being having your face punched. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's interesting. Another thing I, I was very much reminded of is, uh, like, pre-crisis, the rules of a person's character, like, it doesn't matter. Like, the, <laughs> there's no, like, continuity within, like, because... At this point, um, Dead Man is looking for the person who murdered him, and Batman's like, "Oh yeah, like Joe Chill, the person who killed my family," yeah. which mm-hmm. is obviously one rendition of you know his origin story. But that doesn't always—that's not true today. Like that doesn't stick uh, yeah. all the yeah. time. And before uh, before Crisis and them rebooting the line. There was just, you could just shape someone's backstory to how you wanted. Like, if you needed, like, we learn about, you know, Thomas Wayne's, like, best friend later. And, like, <laughs> it's just hilarious. There, there's, like, all this stuff that, like, you could just pile on. And, like, 
Superman, one of the reasons why Crisis needed to happen was because Superman's power set was just like, just all over the place. Like he could just shoot mini Superman out of his wrist. Like (laughs) there, there was no, like a person's power and a person's origin story were fair game to be molded in that issue for whatever you needed. Like, and it's funny like today. when he uses it as a lasso in the world's finest issues we were just talking about because yeah. that was fucking right. It's a super stretchy yeah. version. Of, yeah, yeah, and and this yeah. isn't a bad thing, but it's it is just funny to me because today, if you if someone writes a character the most minuscule out of character, you'll get ten Twitter rants about it. Oh yeah, like it's crazy how much things have changed and how much we feel like there is a there is supposed to be an inheritance to continuity. Like when it, when it all is just, it's all just, it's all just made up. It's all just, yeah. Like I'm just this next issue. That's like the creeper and Helgramite. Like, can you imagine mm-hmm. that? That's something like Hellgramite. that coming out. Fucking Helgramite. Can you I... imagine that coming out now? Like it would just like, I feel like the whole world would be like, what the fuck even just happened? Like, I love... this shit was bizarre. I love creeper. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we got a creeper issue. He's, that he's a dick co-creation. I'm pretty sure. I think it says at the beginning who made him. Let me look real quick. Sounds right. Because it credits all the different characters, like who created him. Jack um, Ryder. Love. Yeah, Steve Ditko, yeah. Creeper. Uh, Dead Man was Arnold Drake. Uh, we get to the n- the next issue we'll talk about shortly is the best creation. That was Neil Adams. <laughs> I know it's Casey's favorite. Love it. Do we want to talk about Creeper and uh, LL, or do we want to just go right to the, like oh, the star boy. of the train? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, Helgramite is fucking bonkers as fuck. Dude, there's I, some I don't cra- even like again. Like, I can't even get over. It's like, a giant bug thing. I don't even know. <laughs> Did they explain? No, he's just a giant bug dude that cocoons people and shit like that. And no that's one what believes. Who he was. Yeah. No one believes the Creeper because he's just like a shitty just- Alex Jones, and then <laughs> like. And they have to like, also, like shoot criminal, x-rays yeah. at the, the cocoons <laughs> to get people out of them. Yeah, but they do like these awesome close-ups and stuff like you were talking about. Yeah, like, the art is fucking, thing. like it's, the story is cuckoo bananas, but the art is just out of control good. It's, this is a lot of action, so it really highlights his ability to do action with these different wonky characters. Like again, one of them's the creeper who kind of just looks like a Beast Boy rip, uh, Captain Planet ripoff. Which I love. It's so great. <laughs> um, yeah, a little and bit. And just a bug lie. and a bug person, and like this classic, all just rolling around with this classic Batman costume. It's fucking crazy. I, I, I just love the way in these old stories how they kind of paint themselves into a corner and then say, "Ah, fuck it," and then go run around in the paint. Like, yeah, they're just like, "Oh, we just like, uh, uh." Jimmy Olsen's watch is also a Geiger counter. Whatever, who cares? It's literally the <laughs> yeah, it's right. the, the right. first thing right. the writer could think of of how to get out of a scenario. Yeah. It, it kind yeah, of oh, it kind shit. of reads, these cocoons. Uh, X-ray them. All right, cool. It kind of reads like a bedtime <laughs> story told by like a dad who hasn't slept in three days. Dude, like with some, <laughs> especially with some of these characters, especially with this, especially this issue with the bug one, it's just like, yeah, and then they X-ray and they go to bed. All right, see you guys later. Yeah, no, this <laughs> this is a bedtime story told by a man who took too much Ambien and did not go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> and then forgot it was his turn to tell a bedtime. How story. many? How many? This Batman- is an Ambien waking nightmare. <laughs> how many Batman scripts did you write last night? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? it was a lot. Fine. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I ran the game. I? <laughs> I talked about a lot of characters. At one point, I started talking about some dude named Bork. I don't know what the Bork. fuck was going on. But, but like, you, you get are into in those. Bork country now. <laughs> you get into those moments where you can almost hear the little kid at bedtime going, Well, what's that? What's right. that? It's, it's like, like a, don't worry about it. I I, I don't know. It's a Geiger go counter to too. Like yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and go to sleep. It's funny. Casey shared a tweet from Kibble, uh, Dan Kibblesmith in the Discord of like someone. It's like a it was like a mock exchange of a of a person oh, yeah. being like, oh, what should I do to uh, like what should I do to get in the comics? It's like all of you just suggest Watchmen or. Dark Knight Returns, oh, yeah. when yeah. your first comic was the 17th issue of a crossover of the X-Men that made zero sense to you, and Dude, you, it like made you love comics on... forever. And it fucking hooked you for life. Yeah. You just drop this nerd. in someone's yeah. lap. Just right. dro- drop Bork. in in there, the deep end. Goddamn Bork. There, yeah. there used to be such a, just a, like a, I, I mean, there's just like such a, a happy listlessness but to also, like, like, just oh, yeah. go with the flow. The greatness yeah. of Watchmen, you need to have a basis in comics to, to know really about understand Watchmen. Sure. Yeah, you need to, to yeah. understand that, it. Yeah. Right. But at like, the yeah, same like point, said, there used to be just like like I said, there was no there was no continuity. You up, yeah. You pick it was up just, a comic off yeah. the wall. Right. It doesn't make sense to you and you love it anyway. Yeah, this I dude sat down and was like, I'm gonna write a story about Creeper and Batman, and that's it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh so, sometime around like nineteen ninety nine or the year two thousand. Uh, my mom would let me go to the comic book store like uh, once or twice a month, usually like once a month, and I would just be able to just grab random issues. And I was a fucking just I was ten, so I was just kind of grabbing whatever the fuck, yeah, whatever looks. And cool. I di- yeah, I distinctly remember grabbing a couple issues of like Daredevil that had like Punisher on the cover because fucking badass, and a bunch of trippy, weird as fuck Doom Patrol issues. And if I if, if, oh, if nice. you think those made sense. To me, they at still 10 don't years make old. sense. No, uh, I mean they do, but like you have to, you have no, to, like you have to freebase chaos magic <laughs> to understand them and, at, and on, a, on a visceral level. I actually, <laughs> I, I still have, I still have the first comic I ever bought. It's, it's moved through so many different versions of my. Comic Is it part collection. seventeen of an X Men crossover? It's, it's a random issue of the Flash <laughs> that makes absolutely I, no okay. fucking sense. I've been reading comics Perfect. for more than. 20 years and i think they've only made sense to me like in the last 10 yeah right like <laughs> right like i used to just read what the fuck ever and and they were fun and it was great my fr- my fr- like friend at my shop uh who's now my boss the first thing he ever gave to me was maximum carnage as a Whoa. trade and that's, that's okay all that's i remember is that shit. they defeat carnage with a friendship gun Yep, <laughs> and I loved it, and it was the best best thing on the planet to me. Incredible! Yeah. This yep. has that but vibe. Anyway, just like these so, are just fun comics to be fun, you know. Can we talk about Bork? We can. We can just talk go right. Let's just go into Bork. fucking Bork. Fucking Bork. I want to go track down this issue. Fucking... First appearance of Bork. <laughs> a nine point nine. Can CGC uh, write the first appearance of Bork on the notes? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I and and like is 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 Bork gonna show up in the DC <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called now? He has to. Um, yeah, he has to. I I want a Bork gritty reboot dude, movie. Justice dude, Bork um, played by fucking. Uh, we'll just get Bruce Campbell to play Bork. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be John Cena. 
Justice for both. Oh, John Cena would be good too. John Cena Either really or good. both. I don't give a fuck. Incredible. Yeah, uh, uh, Bork is just, he's just invincible. Why? I don't know. Because Flash went and found out somewhere, I guess. But like, he's oh, just dude, invincible. We'll get to that. He's, we'll get to yeah, that. He's just we'll invulnerable. You guys can buy this issue on eBay for three dollars right now if you'd like. Hey, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna go it. buy it out of the fucking back issues of my store because that's absolutely gonna happen. I just love that Bork is invulnerable and he just takes over Gotham because of it. Like, because he's, like, immediately, the, he's immediately. in the people. Okay. He's the people rise up. <laughs> he's invulnerable, but has no super strength. Yeah, so he just can't be hurt. So he's yeah, right. So so he's literally just like the people are carrying Bork power, and we want <laughs> Bork signs. And like the mayor or like the DA or something is just like they're calling an action strike. That's just that's just a different word for riot. Right. We have to protect the property. And I'm just like, what? Well, the like fuck how is immediately he was I like, am- I'm invulnerable, and his play was, okay, guys, I'm invulnerable. You guys want to follow me now? They're like, okay. Yes, we and love he just you does what it, he does whatever he wants because like try and stop me. I'm gonna rob this bank, and well, that's you exactly can't. Won't fucking make me. Well, he got like a and lot of cred by beating the shit out of Batman. Yeah. That got him a lot and of street just, cred. It's just incredible that he just takes over because he just he's just some fucking guy named Bork. Also, the Flash. Like, I also I want to paint a picture for the audience. He's not wearing a costume. It's just a fucking guy. Yeah. It's just yeah. a fucking guy. It's and just his a name fucking is Bork. dude named Bork. Also, the Flash has a ring that he keeps his oh, costume in. Oh, that's the Flash ring suit's fucking that's, awesome. He's always had that. That's he's great. always had that. That's so yeah, great. The, the best part about that is uh, he gets naked in super speed all, all the time because that's yeah, how else he, would that's you? That's how he changes. Put, yeah, yeah, it's fucking perfect. That's, that, that's that how, sounds that's dangerous. That's thing. how you get. That's how you get caught in something. And then Dude, <sighs> there's some such good shit in here. Like, cause like, I love how while Bork is taking over. Batman hits up Flash like, hey, can you run around the world and figure out Bork's deal while I hold he on? He runs the around the whole world <laughs> with no leads and tries to find out about the origin of Bork. And he, which we find out there's some ancient totem that's apparently giving him power. Yep. And through trial and error, Barry figures out, oh, if I... Throws it into he the goddamn to, sun. He has he to throws- throw it into the sun. So... Which is like those panels where he's figuring out, like literally running through space, throwing something into the sun and using the asteroid belt to turn around is Dude, fucking fuck? incredible. Dude, what the fuck? He throws it's it. In the, he runs into the sun. My my favorite part <laughs> about that is as he's carrying the totem, it flashes back between. It like cuts between Flash carrying the totem to destroy it and Batman yeah. fighting Bork. And yeah. as the sun starts getting, like, starts hitting the the totem, it starts like, uh, starts hitting the the totem's hand, and Batman notices that Bork's like left hand is not invincible anymore. Well, it was worse before that because like the Flash was trying to figure out how to destroy it, and he got he hit the his hit the hand with a laser. Oh, okay. And Batman noticed that, so right. he starts fighting Bork, thinking the Flash figured it out, but it was literally just his one hand. So Batman still kind of getting his <laughs> ass beat. <laughs> I just it's I just also, love I love just, just so Barry crazy. running around the world, just being like, "Has anyone seen Bork? Has yeah. anyone seen Bork? You know, Has anyone seen Bork? Do you know anything well, about apparently Bork? Bork's like a war criminal you know too? Do you know Bork? Hey, yeah, you know oh, yeah, no, he no. like he's like a war criminal. <laughs> yeah, he's like a war criminal in like an African nation or something. Yeah, yeah. that's how he got the totem. Also, oh my um, God. Flash is not invulnerable, and he runs through the through 
through the sun. He runs through the sun. <laughs> well, he, he can vibrate his particles it's... so that he's yeah, but, I mean, his particles shouldn't be able to pass through the sun, right? Like, well, he no, he no. like. Oh yeah, he does run through the fucking sun. He runs yeah, through right. the this sun. Is... Also, also, the nicknames for him: the wizard, the wizard of whiz, the monarch the of, no, the of monarch motion. Of speed. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. That one isn't just... even alliteration. No, it's a monarch of motion. Monarch of oh, motion. Monarch of yeah, motion. there was a lot of those in here, and it was fucking great. the sultan of speed. I... That's what it is. Oh, the scarlet speedster. Um, I I just I want. So to... There's a part where after Bork's uh, <laughs> meteoric rise to power, he says, uh. You must be kidding, gents. You're in Bork country now. And I am going to think about that line every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to sleep. It, you are country. in Bork country now. You're going to get a shirt that oh says Bork God. country? It lives rent free in my brain. I'm going to get it tattooed as a rocker across my fucking collarbones. <laughs> oh, and, let's, and let's not forget that they do end up arresting him. And then Bork's like, oh, I'm invulnerable. I'll literally punch my way through this concrete wall. He does not have. <laughs> he do, they make a point to say that he doesn't have a, a super strength. He doesn't have super yeah. strength, but he pu he just punches it through sheer determination because he's involved. Punched a whole wall. <laughs> That's so and like funny. I mind you, like we're talking about how goofy this story is, but like again, this is I'm it's just fucking gorgeous. It's so I'm just good. picturing Neil Adams. <laughs> Getting this script and it's like okay, because like the Flash running around, like he's jumping off sharks and shit. Like it's like the craziest shit with what Flash is doing. And I feel like that's all Incredible. him doing this, like this awesome. Well, stuff. Well, you like, talked about the it. The space stuff, yeah. Is so cool. The the Flash stuff is just so wild, and it, it's kind of like his version of like Kirby dots and like Kirby yeah, like space it's, shit. Like it's, it's just fucking awesome, wild, and yeah. It, yeah, it looks it looks fucking. And that was great. like and the just, biggest time yeah. that like in this whole trade that he like really got to like experiment and like go, like yeah. do like abstract shit. It was just cool. Like again with this trade, he he was drawing so many classic characters in DC, like Batman, obviously. But like right. now we've like we got obviously the classic Bork, uh, Flash. I really want to track Dead, down that issue. Dead Man, Superman, all these, and like I think the next issue is Green Arrow, right? Well, it, uh, like it's, no, it's, it's Aquaman. It's, oh, it's Aquaman and then Green Arrow. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It, it also, it's interesting to think about how, like, if you show someone like Detective Twenty Seven Batman, people yeah. would be like, "I mean, it's Batman, but like, that's a little. I mean, like that. That's you know, they would probably be able it's, to say this it's, is clearly from the forties. Yeah, but Neil Adams yeah. Batman is like still today's Batman. Like, yeah. right. Like, that's like the, when I think of Batman, and like, that's like the classic Batman look that I think of. Right. Like, and it's like, it's, he's a little less blue now, but like, I mean, that's the, it's the that's same the design. Batman. He's and, happier. Yeah. And that, like, he's <laughs> yeah. a little happier. That, and, I like this Batman. Like, this is one of my favorite Batman designs. And Neil he Adams, does, he like, does still have the, uh, the Adam West nose going on. The, the yeah. blocked out. Also, nose. I think Neil Adams is one of the like, uh, like the one of the uh original originators of the like, uh, battle torn Batman with the hairy chest. That's like, I mean, mm -hmm. that's just iconic too. Yeah. yeah. Also, love that that iconic cover because he is uh hairy chest uh underwear like 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 yeah. uh, bathing suit essentially and still wearing the cowl yep, and I, it. it's just i fucking love that yeah shit. that razo ghoul stuff is so good so good yeah that's a whole mood 
um yeah then we then we get to the we get this aquaman thing where it's just him and orem just in a fucking pissing match and bat like fucking batman and a bunch of people get caught in the middle (laughs) the 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 next issues start being like it's like uh the the latter half of the issues were not batman versus an enemy but like batman versus an enemy also versus the state like there's a lot of like political like espionage yeah. like e- political like conflict in like the last few ones. The art is also starting to evolve a little bit. Like yeah, you especially, can see the especially evolution. the Batman character design. Like like RJ yeah. said, we are starting to really flesh out the the iconic Batman look. Yeah, I think there's like some really cool pages. Like I feel like he did a lot of stuff with the Aquaman issues because like he when Aquaman's talking and flashing back all of the outlines of the boxes are like in this orange like glow and like there's this big page of like Aquaman getting like basically getting dosed and Batman and then tricking him and it's just like this super trippy art it looks really fucking cool and you get Ocean Master and a bunch of fucking squids and sharks attacking man Ocean Master looks so cool Like Yo, classic just the Batman way fighting that, a like, shark. Yeah, like there's the, the right at the beginning when Batman like falls into the water and is like injured. It's just this like the way that they drew or didn't draw like the blood flow in it's, the water. It looks great. It's fucking so cool. Like that looks so modern. That looks I, like I think, watercolor work. I, I guess that's yeah. more of, uh, on the colorists. Yeah, uh, the the uh, the volume we're reading, I'm pretty sure was recolored. Ah, that makes sense. Never mind. I'm seeing kind yeah. of a lot of digital techniques in, in this yeah, volume. Yeah, that makes sense. Fine. This was probably originally like a four-color separation or something. Yeah. Which is a bummer. I, it, like, I, get, I get why Even they recolor. more reason to track down the original issues. Right. I, I get why they recolor them for stuff like this, because those halftones are kind of hard to... It doesn't look as good on on a remastered issue. Anywho, are we anyway. at the are we at the, the the dick kid? That's the next. Dick yeah, kid. I think at this point, we, like you said, they all a lot of these last ones all kind of have like a similar theme. It's more like you get a lot of uh, yeah. We get the Aquaman Orm one. I like the next one, which is like you said the um the Teen Titans one the Teen Titans and like yep. yeah like you said this kid who shows up who's just Batman's dad's best friend orphan <laughs> child who died <laughs> and then it's like hey you need to take care of this kid for me so Batman and he's just like the yeah Batman adopts a second kid and he does like all this evil shit and who's just the biggest fucking yeah. chode. He's like, like no he, thanks. Dude, I, dude I already sucks. I already have one of these. And his name's already Dick. We've got this covered. Yeah. Too many dicks. Yeah. yeah. I always say too many dicks. One dick get, too many. Get, get rid <laughs> but, of some of these dicks. But Dick starts taking like all the blame for it and he's like Batman's like, what's going on? dick, not the dick. What's hate. going on? The dick that's the dick. And he's like, I don't know, it's just a phase. And I was like, well, it's just yeah because like at some point he's doing like all this like vandalism stuff but then at one point he meets up with a mobster at a club because he he's like oh maybe if he had friends it'd be cool so that they all go out like the titans as their normal civilian selves go out and try to like 
get friends, but he like meets up with a gangster and stages his own kidnapping so we can get half the ransom. Okay, so <laughs> this this is the most ridiculous thing in the whole trade to me. This kid orchestrates this one orchestrates his his own kidnapping to and Bruce Wayne, who is Batman, doesn't want to go out as Batman and save this kid. Because it might oh, yeah, endanger him point. when he is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, he doesn't want to be Batman. What? Why don't you uh, want to Batman wants, this kid to safety? That's a great. He's point. like, fine, I'll save him, but I'm not going to try very hard. He tells Robin, "I'm, I'm not going to put on the suit. I'm not. That's too much." He tells Robin he doesn't want to be shit. Batman because it might endanger him. I'm like. That's the whole point of being Batman. You don't want to save a kidnapped victim? I like it. Yeah, it's just it's so silly. What? Uh, love it. Yeah, and then we get the whole team. He gets to draw the whole and team. Then the fucking he, team Titans he fucking too. learns that they're Batman and Robin. He learns their secret identity because he goes into the Batcave. And and the way they get out of having someone know his secret identity is he fucking dies at the end of the issue. <laughs> he gets killed. I did laugh uh, out good. loud at that moment. Bye. I'm like, wait, they just straight up killed this kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's fucking dead now. It's like fine. the whole issue. He's like, oh, he's he's just needs a chance. Like bat, like Bruce is like, oh, he just needs a chance to be like a good person. And, they, and then this was his chance was like sacrificing himself. It's like. All right, well, I guess that closes that loophole pretty fucking quick. Yeah, I mean, they do go, kind of go out of their way to make us not really miss this kid when he's yeah. gone. Well, the, like, the last line of the book is so good because it's just, he came into our lives like a destructive whirlwind, but he left it in a blaze of hope. We'll never forget him. They, <laughs> and then he's immediately forgotten. Yeah, never I, I have about a feeling that they forgot him because I've never just, heard just of this kid. This issue, and then the next issue, both involve people learning Batman's secret identity. Oh my and god, I forgot to... about the Sergeant Rock issue. This, like, so this was something fu- I always found funny. Oh, I like okay. how... the Sergeant one's next. Yeah, like, he's apparently... Also, what... also special, special fucking appearance by Winston Churchill, for God's sake. Well, can we talk about how Batman, apparently, Bruce, was in fucking World War II, and this is, like, the late 60s, and he doesn't look like he's aged a fucking day? No, no, no. He's just fucking... Well, I, was that... Is it actually World War II, or is it just Nazis? Absolutely. No, because he's in London when it's being bombed, and then it's like he they fast-forward to oh, after. Okay. Like, I couldn't yeah, keep the timeline Yeah, he's 100% straight. in World War II. <laughs> Just as Batman. Yeah, well, he's like a Bruce Wayne spy for, for something, oh, and that's where right, he meets right. Sergeant Rock the first time, and then that German guy survives. So I like how he's Batman in World War II London. Yeah. Fighting yeah, Nazis. Yeah, yeah. It's like Wolverine being incredible. in the Civil War. It's awesome. I, I, I like uh, characters... Yeah, exactly. I like characters whose original appearances were in war comics, because like, as as the character we have to update yeah as the character ages you have to change right. what war he was in like the punisher yeah, has like, been in three different wars what punisher was vietnam and now punisher is afghanistan and now punisher is iraq and it's just like man well, i wish like we didn't this, have so like, many fucking wars that you could just <laughs> yeah. hop around depending on how new or old you are yeah. like, i just thought God. it was funny like he's kind of ageless in this and it's fine like it doesn't fucking matter yeah, and it's just kind of great matter. yeah he has been 35 years old for 80 years fuck <laughs> off 
Yeah, talk about Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, Neil Adams and Sergeant Rock rules, obviously. Yeah. It, Absolutely, and Neil yeah. Adams just doing a perfect portrait of Winston Churchill, just like on the fucking fly for a bit yeah. m- moment in a panel is just like insane <laughs> yeah, he, to me. He fucking nails Dude, it, doesn't he? He fucking nailed it. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like he didn't it's like he didn't even try because the rest of the comic is just like high flying fucking comic book action. Like Dude, it's yeah, it's like, a goddamn beat. Because the core of this issue is the Germans are smuggling fucking nerve gas out in empty wine bottles to bring to (laughs) D-Day. Like, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) Like, it's the most absurd shit. Also, like, the whole point of D-Day was that the Germans didn't know, okay, all right. Well, that was the other thing that it would like. That's how they had to stop it so they could wouldn't get tipped off because they blew. Yeah, that was Sergeant Rock's thing. It was just the whole. It it reminded me of uh, Notorious because the Hitchcock film. There's a whole thing with uh, wine bottles, and it's all about Nazis. And and I was like, "That that's cool." It all comes full circle. Yeah, I wonder if that inspired it at all. Yeah. Uh, then the next one is the Batman Green Arrow one, which I thought was actually really cool. I really like that. Was maybe the best written of the bunch. I agree. Yeah, I like how this, they did this dual Batman Green Arrow where, like, they're very similar characters, right? They're secret identities, fight crime, but they're also really wealthy. But then they both are having these crisis of conscience and, like, crisis, identity, <laughs> identity crisis, figure out who they really need to be through the yep. same kind of story that's woven together. I thought it was really cool. I love how, at, at the speed, that they yada yada you into a story. Like like this issue, like the third oh, yeah. panel is just the senator's just, been the shot. Sen- the senator just cool. been shot, right. and then you're like, all right, that's our premise. Well, Let's apparently, go. he's great friends with Bruce Wayne, who's helped write this bill. Okay, cool. Here we caught up, and it took. Oh, Bruce three Wayne panels. becomes a senator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bruce becomes a senator for like a day, like, a single issue, just fine. Sure, forgot. Bruce Wayne. That, forgot that yeah. he becomes a senator. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, like he inherited it almost. Like that doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, if you're a senator and you die, your best friend doesn't just get to be the senator for you while you're Yeah, it's like, like you just like poor, bequeath um, it to a this, real cool dude. This poor fucking psychiatrist that is somehow seeing both Bruce Wayne and Oliver Queen and then both of them simultaneously reveal their identities to him. Yeah. <laughs> that so that psychiatrist needs a psychiatrist. Well, like that's yeah. too much. New Adam is going to become draws, a villain. New Adam draws his reaction because he learns that Bat Bruce Wayne is Batman and then the next day he's with uh Ollie and he learns yeah. that and he's like holy fuck. Wait and then, and then he's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "Nothing. I was just thinking about someone else. It's fine. Don't worry about it." And then at the end of the issue, it's he has to great. erase his own memory. He has to oh men in God. black himself. Dude, it's fucking awesome. What an what an incredible dedication to your profession to just mind wipe yourself. <laughs> that dude. Just that dude's a real fucking one. Things are so good, dude. And like again, some of these pages, shout out to Ed. Yeah, that guy's been through fucking, a lot. Uh, <laughs> In like what sixteen pages? This green oh, arrow man. page where he's fighting all the fucking monsters in the in the forest or whatever he is. Like he's just to kill like a tiger, a bear, and a warthog. Like damn, god damn, bro! It's like fighting the whole cast of fucking Lion King. <laughs> and like, dude, I love this moment. This is like such a Batman fucking moment. So he's like lost in this cave, fighting all of these fucking animals that got hit, hitched on him. And then Batman shows up 
kind of helps him out. And it's like, oh, you had your Justice League locator. And then Batman gets a bat to lead them out of the cave. Yeah, he's like, they, they use... Awesome. They use yeah. I can talk to Batman. Sonar location. <laughs> it's just the silliest shit, and I love it so much. Go, my winged friend. Find our way out of here. <laughs> oh, I just love we'll it. follow the bats. Reminds me of the Indiana Jones. Where it's... <laughs> he uses the birds to fly into the Nazi plane. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Okay. Yeah, we got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And then him drawing Senator this, like Wayne. this, this suspense of Batman trying to get back for this fucking anti-crime vote, and him drawing all these fucking senators, and him and Bruce almost rolling in as Batman to vote on this bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoopsies! <laughs> they're like. They're going to lose the vote until Bruce comes in. I just... I like how he's like, I'm voting, yes. And the other guy's like, great, we won. And that was it. And they just move on. He he walked in. I don't even know if he said I voted. And then they're like, we won. I think he did, yeah. Uh, So, So um, uh, what what year was this issue? 68, 67 at this point? It was, yeah, right in between there. Let me just make sure. Okay, yeah, it's Lyndon B. Johnson. So, um, did did uh did Bruce Wayne canonically like create the war on drugs, or <laughs> am I just? No, it's fine. Crisis like happened. Bruce Wayne. Crisis happened, so it didn't. So he didn't. I'm just okay. Crisis on Infinite Earths <laughs> is because Batman is not complicit on the. He accidentally <laughs> created the war on drugs. It's fine. <laughs> Uh. yeah again this was like such a silly and fun trade but man was it fucking pretty yeah yeah. i'm just flipping through this uh collection of covers at the end of this book oh my god some of them are great (laughs) like there's one where like uh superman has batman in stocks and he's about to burn him at the stake for being a witch (laughs) fucking yes Fucking yes. I love it. Incredible. This this Plastic Man one is great. Yeah, Plastic Man is always fun. Yeah, these Neil Adams covers are fucking awesome. Yep. R.I.P. to a goddamn legend. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah, I haven't read a ton of Neil Adams stuff. This makes me kind of want to read some more of it. Sadly, we didn't... uh, You're in luck. We're going to be doing that later this season to celebrate (laughs) another lost hero of the genre, Denny O'Neill. So. We didn't get to talk about his best creation, Sauron. But no, we talked about Bork, so it's fine. No, Sauron yeah, co- is way better than we Bork. covered it with Bork. <laughs> Fuck off. Sauron would... <laughs> You're in Bork country Sauron now, would okay. take Bork and fly That's the new name of our podcast. This week Sorry, guys, we're no longer country. Tale from the Shore Fox. We are Bork country. <laughs> Bork country. <laughs> this is going to start that our own our, Bork that podcast. Is our name. My son is yeah. also I'm gonna, named I'm going to get... I'm gonna get a real tree camo hat and just put Bork Country across oh, it. Oh god, Dude, so good. We need to get. We need a fucking uh, soundboard for Bork Country. <laughs> someone's you're just Bork Country. Someone's now. just gonna think you're a really big uh, Corgi fan. I I can't I can't wait to find the situations where you can fit that in. I just I just feel like I'm gonna forget this character immediately, like the rest of the world did after. I will that not. Issue. I will never forget Bork. <laughs> like I am in Bork country. He's gonna forever. be mad at you. <laughs> I'm gonna no. I won't let you forget. This is this is Bork country. We're all just living this in is it. Bork country. The, the next time we're gonna get on Zoom, Casey's gonna be like behind a f- fake flag that she made. It's just Bork country. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't Bork on me. 
I fucking hope so. <laughs> Wait, I actually have an old uh, Gadsden flag that I don't hang anymore because of its racist implications, but I am so anti-authoritarian, I think I'm like required by law to own one. So I'm going to turn it into don't bork on me, for sure, for sure. I'm going to put bork's head on the snake. Oh my god, uh, fuck yeah, dude. Don't, that would don't so step cool. on snake. <laughs> don't bork on me. Don't bork uh, on me. Oh, all right, fucking uh, y'all want to give them a heads up about what we're talking about next week? Yeah, what are we oh, talking God. about next week? We're we're jumping we back talking... into our our uh, our usual flow here, aren't we? Yeah, we're going back to the classic to modern, and we're going to be doing Animal Man, starting with Woo! Grant Morrison's run. Oh man, or some Woo! of Grant Morrison's run. Weird. I will say it makes me feel kind of old as fuck that the the classic iteration we're talking about is, is from 1991, and oh, I 91. was already born. That doesn't make me very happy, but. <laughs> I am very happy that we're talking about Grant Morrison Animal Man. I'm fucking hype. Y'all better be hype. Do your homework. Read along. It's fucking great. Coyote Gospel, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna be talking. Uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be a that'll be a hell of an episode. I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah, be bringing, fucking will be. You got to get that Bork issue so you can you can hang it next to your Coyote Gospel, Casey. Perfect. Yes. Oh my god. 100. Absolutely. That would be incredible. On my wall of heroes, I have a bunch of portraits that Zach did for me of like uh, Jack Kirby, Grant Morrison, uh, Neil Gaiman, Bowie, but but like also Bork. Maybe have him, maybe have him <laughs> right do there one next Bork. to him. You got to get a tattoo Ooh. of Bork, or no, uh, a, a tattoo of Doctor Thompson saying "This is Bork Country" <laughs> with little bats little flying bats. out. Perfect! It all with comes little, together. God with little Batman it. symbols. Oh. Yeah, what is yeah. even yes. happening anymore? I don't know. Dude, oh, I don't know. We're delirious. Yeah. Also, it's Bork country. It's Bork in time. It's Bork in time. All right. Well, that's a good a time as any to get the hell out of here. So uh, follow us on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, at last week's comics. Uh, also, uh, subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything. Uh, we, have, we have sort of continuity now, so you can't miss anything or you'll be lost and you'll have to borrow someone's notes. I don't know. Or you can just listen whenever you want. There will be a quiz. There will be a quiz at the end. The answer is Bork. The, answer's, uh, the answer to every question is Bork. <laughs> so uh, consider giving us your money. Go to, our, go to our Patreon. I'll give you links to that. I'll also give you a link to our Discord so you can follow us around and chat with us on the internet on your phone. So, um, yeah, come tell us your favorite Bork moment. You know, just all your favorite memories of Bork. Just <laughs> um, thinking about Neil, Bork with like in your the- Neil Adams Bork uh, memories. What you thinking so, about? Uh, I don't know Bork stuff. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, for me, for them, this is Tales from the Short Box. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.